Hey, it's Paul. And Shamina. And welcome back for Head Boss in Charge. I don't know why I did that. I'm not sure either. I'm just, just going with the flow. I was just going to let you be. I wasn't even going to comment on it. I was just going to be like, okay, then we're back. Um, so. <laughs> As I make you super uncomfortable. How you bossing? I got you first. You know what? That's you. That's you've fine. gotten me for the past three episodes. I know that's because you like to jump the gun. But um, mm. how am I bossing? I'm doing all right. It has been an interesting uh, few weeks. Did you just move the mic away from me? I was no, wow. the center. Maybe wow. get louder. Blue center. Get it. Um, <laughs> so let's see. It's been interesting. Life. You were so extra. <laughs> It's been an interesting few weeks since uh, the last time we got together physically. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm over here trying to stay as as the kids say, booked and busy. Um, trying to focus on a few things for myself. Trying to engage in some creative thought, which I don't feel comes natural. Mm. Um, so it's been like the basic answer. It's, it's been fine. Um, it has been challenging uh, on a several fronts, but also good because the last week or so I had my nephew here from uh, downstate, um, and he was here for a week, and it was just nice to have some some time with family. Who, uh, like, when I tell you he's seventeen, like out of the mouths of babes, like some of the stuff that. You know, I would just ask him random questions, and he would give me this answer, and I would like look at him like, if you don't shut the hell up. Thank you. I needed wait, that. Wait. What kind of responses? Um, you, like uh, nothing that I can discuss right now. I mean, are the nature is it attitude or is it? Or is it... No, we were just talking about like some life lesson stuff mm. um, and just hearing the perspective from like a seventeen-year-old boy, seventeen-year-old mm. um, young man. Um, so yeah, it was good. It's just there's a lot of things, a lot of thoughts, a lot of like okay. This is my strategy to um, writing, actually writing down the strategy to uh, reconfigure or reset a few things in my life that have been not moving in the direction that I want them to. Mm. And so trying to figure out how to move that, actually write it down because I do better when I write things down and can see it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I am a really good hold myself accountable person. So I need to start to then re-engage in holding myself like firmly accountable for the things and the directions that I want to move in. Mm -hmm. And I know what those are. And it's about slapping fear in the face and doing it anyway. Because I know that fear is going to be there. Um, But remembering that I've done things that I've been afraid of before and, and I'm still here. So... Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay, wow. I'm, I'm still here. here. Okay. Sorry, that's a terrible song, but. Yeah, I was like, I want to let that one go. I don't um, even know what song that is. By Tisha Campbell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, mm. Gina, Gina Payne. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good message, but the song was yeah. terrible. Oh my gosh. I saw like a few months, when that song first came out, like, I don't know if it was earlier this late year or late last year. That was like three years old. Oh my, I don't know. She did After some, the whole like, some domestic abuse thing. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. I don't know. I, she did some sort of, yeah, <laughs> she did some sort of performance or something on like. Oh, the women of BET kind no. of. No. Um, oh, I thought like, she performed. No. She did some sort of like on a morning talk show or morning news show or something. I happened to be in Southern California at the time. And it was just, it was like a really awkward performance of hers. Oh, it was really also like aggressive in the moves. They were like. 
I don't know. Uh, I thought it was like an anthem. How can he be? I don't know. I mean, she's on her grind, so I can't say that much. I, I just, mean, I just remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, this is not what I expected or thought." Like, I give mean, me Pam. But anywho, I mean, if she likes it, I love it, as Nene Leaks would say. So, um, how you, Boston? Ah, uh, okay. Same thing. Lots of emotions. Lots of thoughts. More thoughts than emotions. I'm not really in my feelings right now. But that's good. In my interpretation, <laughs> it, it, I guess when I say that meaning, it's I'm not in my feelings. Meaning they're just not even there right now. Okay. Because I'm with my thoughts and I'm just kind of making sense of things, and I just feel calm. I just feel really calm. It's the calm, most calm I've felt, um, in a while. Let's just say that. Um, and so during this calmness, like now that this plan that I have with my transition, which I don't want to disclose too much, um, but 2018 is a transition year, um, just reevaluating everything in my life, as we talked about in the transitions podcast episode, um, just re- you know, from home to job to finances to just everything. Um, and I think what's comforting this time about my transition is I'm there's no feelings right now so I have nothing to even associate with the steps that I'm about to take so I can actually just go um and that's exciting Mm because I I know I'm gonna get to the end destination because I I just planned it out I went through this huge experience um so now I'm just gonna trust my thoughts and some of the steps I know, and that text message I sent you yesterday about the difficult decision, Mm -hmm. which you did help with. Um, Yeah, so I'm just trusting kind of just what it is. And I don't know what I'm talking about, but... um, (laughs) The listeners are probably like, huh? You don't need to know. Don't be so nasty. I I sometimes (laughs) think that my feelings can get in the way of my thoughts Okay. when I'm very emotional. And I, I think I, I've worked on becoming more vulnerable, but then <clears throat> sometimes my vulnerability gets in the way of my thoughts. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That makes sense. So now I'm in a weird, happy medium. Um, and the reason why that feels weird is that, you know, I go through a depression and there are some times where I do feel an absence of emotions, mm-hmm. but it's like heavy. Yeah. Right. So I don't... I can't move anywhere. I can't go. So this happy medium is allowing me to go in the most fastest way. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I'm more of a head person. Mm-hmm. Um, you're definitely a head person, too. I, first of all, don't try to put me in a box. I mean... I am a head person defined by myself. Um, I struggle with the... Like, when there's a conflict, if you will. Not necessarily saying that conflict is good or bad. Um, when it's, like, the conflict with head and heart... Because um, I don't, I lean so strongly. To, I'm taking over your little part. I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm. Oh, okay. You, go ahead. This is an uh, unstructured water okay. cooler talk. Yeah, I was like, we're in it. If you weren't sure, um, but yeah, I, there's the conflict between head and heart. I so naturally default to head when the heart becomes involved and when there are feelings. I'm like, it throws me all off kilter. Like, and then my feelings become so. They feel grandiose and they feel like they're way bigger than they actually are because I'm so not used to having 
or displaying them or like paying attention to them. So they seem significantly larger than like the small feeling that it actually is. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Yeah, so I, I find myself in spaces where like I will be, and I'm, I don't tend, like I'm nature naturally I'm not like a person that expresses emotion in terms of tears and crying. Mm-hmm. But when I am in conflict with my head, because my head is for me the driving force of what I do. Mm-hmm. I think things through. Like I can overthink with the best of them. Mm-hmm. And when that that part that comes where my heart and I, I feel something, then it's like this emotional, it's exhausting. Like I am like weighed down by like even the simplest of like an emotion creeping in or a feeling creeping in. It feels exhausting. And I'm like, how do people who are feelers like operate in this way? Because you can't. I can't manage this for like an entire day because I am exhausted at the end of the day. It's like seven or eight o'clock and I'm ready to go to sleep. And then I sleep like a rock and a log and I wake up like, huh, what? But it's because I've tapped into that feeling part that I don't, I don't naturally do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, yeah, Is I it, have no idea where I was going with that. So oh, I, don't, I, I don't have a path, but yeah, I, I'm accepting where you yeah. landed. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Um, uh, how you described it, this conflict, but it was, you described it as not good or bad. Yeah, it just is. It's like how those two things interplay, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I definitely resonate with that in terms of, because I'm a head person too, but I judge things by my output. Mm. So one of the reasons why this job was, see I might as well already say it. <laughs> yeah. I was um, like, I don't think they know. I am unemployed. I'm going on a sabbatical, if you will. Um, I made a very tough decision to just quit my job. And that was so hard to do. And I think I called you. We were texting yeah. right <laughs> in the moment. Every time I reflect on it, it is very healing. Like it's rejuvenating every time I think about that day. Where I called my supervisor and then sent the email. And I wonder why. I wonder what makes me feel good about it. I don't know. All I can think about is I think I let go of something. Remember like earlier on in the podcast, um, Mm -hmm. you talked about this rope. I love that metaphor and us holding on to something so hard. Mm -hmm. And then we have blisters on our hands. Yeah. But... I don't know if we addressed this, but did we ever go further than that? Did we ever, like, let go of the rope? Or did you ever see it? So- I don't know. You're better at remembering what we've talked about. I don't like, I just remember, the, like, hey, I just I remember the image, but it didn't lead anywhere else. Yeah. So, I think the reason why this experience of just... Because, mind you, a ton of things on top of that happened. It wasn't in isolation. But this was the thing that... You know, I'm in my head. I link that to administration, right? Paperwork, meeting with people. That's that's how I measure my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and my feelings, <laughs> I measure my feelings by, is anyone, like, giving, like, crying in front of me? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm trying to push <laughs> all of that away. And if people are showing me, I guess, more than happiness or, <clears throat> excuse me, less than happiness, I get uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I've, I've learned through rest of life how to, you know, deal with it yeah I can do it but I don't like that around me um I'd rather be in the busy work um and then I realized 
the busy work is not is always going to be there like mm-hmm. they always say the work's going to be there so I just step back I just let go and magic happened meaning I felt good mm-hmm. I, let, I let go of something I felt good and then people I saw the love like people were saying things to me that I've never heard in the three years mind you I'm someone who doesn't need a thank you. I don't need uh, please. I don't need praise because I know I'm, you know, I'm a boss, boss ass bitch. But it mattered to me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have to like leave with. Like I have no bad blood with the organization and now I can take the next step. And um, I actually can do the job search because it was impossible for me to do the job search mm-hmm. while at the school because mm-hmm. I was, I had blisters all over my hands. Yeah. So... It's refreshing. It's cool. I'm learning a lot about myself. And um, I'm also learning that um, as like the, this lesson I've learned before. Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen the first time. Okay. Dare I say, was this when we worked together? Mm-mm. Okay. I was like, is that when we worked together? Um, well, I, as I said before... I, Congratulations, totally in your corner. Like, I know, I'm aware of how tough a decision it was for you. Mm-hmm. Um, over the time that you made the decision, it was not an abrupt thing. Um, so, um, you don't need to hear it, and I am proud of you. Um, I can already see that you are in a better space, just in conversation, and, like, looking at you now, um, you look better. Like, you look like you can breathe. Um and your uh, your blisters will begin to heal when they're ready to heal because you stop holding on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you for so, confirming that. Yeah, me. it's a. Uh, um, I was reading this article on the train on the way over here, uh, just skimming it real quick, and I'll tell you the title. And I was like, oh, uh, not that other title, the last one I told you, because I'm not gonna say that one out loud yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, it was an article on psychology today. Not that we're going to dive into the articles. Literally, I skimmed it because um, clearly I was looking for something. It was how to let go of the need for approval and live the life you want. Um, and first of all, like this bitch read me. I didn't appreciate that. I was like, first of all, you don't know my life. You saw this today. Um, oh, yeah, right. oh, it okay. was. Uh, I was scrolling through maybe Twitter this morning. Um and it's an article just from like maybe a week ago. Um, some of the questions it asks is how is approval seeking holding you back from your true self? Um, talks about the importance of knowing yourself mm-hmm. and saying goodbye to the need for approval. Mm-hmm. And it's not the like I need approval as in like the only reason that I do things is for the approval of other people. It's just like there's some people that are innately like you do things because there is either um, a public praise that comes along with it mm-hmm. or a like uh, we're praised in terms of how we are compensated or the opportunities that are put in front of us without the compensation insert eye roll mm-hmm. um, but how that it, it's a cycle like the more that we get it and the more that we get even like the subtle head not of like you did a good job kid mm-hmm. or something like that like those are those are things that feed into that need for approval whether or not we want to be doing that mm-hmm. work, um, whether or not it gives us any joy or internal or intrinsic value, but it's just like it's this seeking behavior. And what does it mean 
when we start to pay attention to the stuff that we want and the things that we feel that we need as opposed to what other people feel like. Um, and I say this all the time when other people say like to me, or I'm sure you've had this, like, mm-hmm. you're so good at this, even though I hate doing it. Oh, like, I, ju- I just don't like doing it. Um, but other people have convinced me that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good at this, whether or not I'm actually good at it, mm-hmm. that I should keep doing it because I'm good at it. So what did that result in? Um, I've been saying no to more things that no, oh no, sorry, also, no. I was like no literally I've been saying no to more things that I don't mm-hmm. like doing because I don't like doing them but yeah. go your, what, tell me more of your question so, yeah that action is pretty tangible yeah. so when people started telling you telling you you're doing good at things that you thought you weren't good at and then it became oh um, well I don't like doing it so I guess I'll do more of it yeah what, how did that make you feel um, eventually if yeah, and I'm still very much in those spaces. Um, and oftentimes, it's things that I don't like to do. I'm I, there's there's a list of things that I'm good at, and I know that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like to do them um, because they don't feed me, um, and they don't. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, I'm like, all I've done is more stuff. Um, and then there are some instances where I pay attention. And it's like, oh, it's because maybe they don't want to do it. <laughs> Or they <laughs> right. can't rely on somebody else doing it. So then mm-hmm. it's like the, the whole uh, crisis of competence. Like, so you they have to pump like, you take up. their place. Um, or no, they're like, if it is a manager or supervisor, somebody in a leadership role, or even in like a committee chair, they're like, you're really good at this. It's because they can't, may, they may not be able to rely on somebody else in that group to be able to get the stuff done. So you're... So that, so you're are, are you saying you're the last resort or are you just a reliable person? I think or? it's the reliable. Like really, I think it, it's sometimes it's the crisis of confidence. Like the people who do stuff, they get shit done, mm-hmm. they are good at it. Whether or not like it's irrelevant whether or not the person actually likes doing the work. Mm-hmm. It's the like they can do it and they can get it done and they know that you can do it. But for me, there's a there's an a there's like this sick. Thing where I like I do it and I get so pissed at myself for doing it why do you do it uh, that's a good question it's rhetorical I'll take that as rhetorical I think you already answered yeah. it uh, well it's the, 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 the approval that I appreciate um, mm-hmm. mixed with when I have done some of those things I didn't necessarily want to do they have opened other doors mm. so that I'm like mm. I but I want to start to figure out how to open my own doors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea where, that, again, don't know where that came from. I was just reading, skimming it on the train, trying but, not to, you know, be yeah. bothered by somebody. Just speak. I, the reason why I love, because uh, before the episode started, you were talking about creative writing. Mm-hmm. And I took a creative writing class in middle school. I don't know why I'm just, that's, yeah, I guess that's my Go. only association with cre- creative writing. <clears throat> and it makes so sense to me, much more sense to me on this very day, since um, I haven't thought about it since a while, is one of the activities we did, we had a Moleskine no- notebook, um, and our goal was in six weeks, it was a summer class, to fill the notebook to the very end. He always gave an assignment that had a structure, but he said how you execute it is any way you want. He would leave it at that. Every day and every week, he would release a little bit more information as to okay you guys are still just writing on every line okay think about shapes of the letters okay 
the notebook doesn't have to be like this, you know, square, mm-hmm. rectangle. All right, well, who says you have to use a pen? Like, get some glue, put some yarn. And by the end of the summer, we had this thing that wasn't even recognizable. But it still represented everything we thought we did because it was linked back to an assignment. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, that's creative writing because you get to unlock so many more things because you're not limited to just ruler paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember us loving that teacher so much. But I think uh, we didn't really love the teacher. I think we ended up just loving what we created. Mm-hmm. And it was because he helped us do that process Mm -hmm. so that's what we do with discussion right like just conversing I love having unstructured conversation because we keep making these leaps Mm -hmm. um, and you keep bouncing back and forth and I think that's why we do this podcast yeah because we just keep supporting wherever we go Mm -hmm. so there's a um, I almost went Kirk Franklin and said there's a blessing in Mm. the storm but anywho um, which is true don't get me started on my gospel tip um as you were talking about the, um, like your transition out of your current role, one of the things that, um, as I've been kind of observing you going through this and trying to figure out like, okay, well, what might be next? Do I have to jump to what's next right, like right now? Mm-hmm. Or can I take some time to kind of explore self, you know, my relationship with the world, etc. This is the, a really simple thought hit me. Um, as I go through my own, like, kind of discovery and, like, figuring out, like, I'm at a four-way stop right now and I'm trying to figure out which way to go. So that's how I can describe, like, mm-hmm. okay, I know I've got options. My car slash my mind self will get me wherever. Mm-hmm. How do I pick which path to go through, go to? Um, and then I remember, like, oh, you can go down a path and then turn around, you turn Like, if it doesn't work, and go down another path, etc. Mm-hmm. But do you realize, this is going to sound so stupid, right? But, or maybe simple, there are people who are out there doing work, like they do exactly what they want to do, Uh and they get paid for it. Uh (laughs) It's not, there's nothing deeper than that. But like, just to think that there are people that get to do what they want to do, and it's not like the Shonda Rhimes and the, like, Ava DuVernay's, shout out to black girls, um, black women. Uh, but it's the the person who loves doing bookkeeping or accounting. Mm-hmm. And they love doing that. Like, there's a, there's a joy that they get mm-hmm. from doing that work. So it doesn't have to be bells and whistles, but that people have a genuine, like, there are people who genuinely do what they love to do or really like to do and then get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's so, like, Can, simple. What's the word that, because I know the word, I don't want to put a word on you, but that that thing, like, what's that feeling you have right now? Um, first of all, why are you trying to counsel me? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I want to have a conversation. I mean, I, I, want, I, I don't want to tell you things, but I, I want to understand how you're feeling by that question, by that uh, discovery. I don't have, um, it's not a discovery. It's like, I knew it all along, but sometimes it, it but pops it's, up it's more. Poignant, so. More poignant for you now? Or um, significant? I don't know the word. No, neither one. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah. I think I, my idols are all doing the thing that they love. So 
for me, whether it's something I get or don't get, like Beyonce, that makes sense. The Obamas, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, Joe Schmo, the janitor. Sorry, I don't know why I said that. That was rude. (laughs) But (laughs) there are, you know, people who do... I can't can't tell you if they love what they do, Mm -hmm. but they keep doing it, and it's sincere and genuine, and I can get that, but Mm -hmm. I can't get the love part. Mm -hmm. But I know that's possible because... I have idols that are doing what they love. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm striving for. Yeah. So, yeah. It's almost like, how do people find and become in alignment with that? Like, because there's a, there's a trust that we have to have Mm -hmm. that, um, and I don't even want to get deep into the secret stuff, but. Let's let's just go into it. We don't even have to do the secret. Just go with your logic, because I love it. There's a, there's a, there's a place that people get to, and I'm like, how do you get to this place where you're like, this is what I want to do, and I trust that I will be mm. taken care of while doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? I always joke with, um, I probably say this maybe once or twice a month. Um, one of these days, I'm just going to get my stuff, like my professional stuff, whatever that is. I don't even have a, a, my own laptop, so <laughs> it's going to be a real light bag that I have with me. Um, I'm going to walk into a company organization that I want to work with in the future mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna start I'm gonna start setting up a station and start working without being hired <laughs> oh no they're gonna eventually hire me because they're gonna realize I've been doing all this work and then they're gonna have to pay me yeah um I, it sounds real random but like I, I no, something let, think can, about like can we walk with this a little bit yeah so, I'm just going to go in and start doing the work and, like, uh-huh. be in the break room and, like, you know. And then why, wh- 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 I mean, because you're saying <laughs> like, it, because I can't actually see you do this. <laughs> like, no and interview, laughing, no. <laughs> but what, what would you, I guess, uh, yeah, it, it, it's so easy because there's, it doesn't look like you're fearful of doing it because it's like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. It's, I'm like, I don't question. work there, so. Right. I'm so they can't fire me. Right. So why not? Is One that, day, is I may actually possible? do that. Um, do, I, I dare you <laughs> to do it. I, I had a theater teacher um, who, it was a senior class, theater two, second, uh, spring semester, and it was a body class. So theater one for the seniors was all about the words, the paper. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And just evoking emotion with our words. And then the second semester was about the body movement. So we would, you know doing sports one day and dance one day and learning about space. Um, and there was one activity where our homework was, I dare you to hold eye contact with someone for longer than three seconds while you're walking down Commonwealth Avenue. And sometimes I do that activity like randomly and it's still like, I can, can, we hold eye contact with each other all the time. Yeah. And we I'm can, a lip reader, so if I'm not looking at your eyes, I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Are you are you good at making eye contact with strangers, like even walking down the street? Um, probably not. And to be real honest, it's, there's the culture in the world right in this country right now is like to walk down the street and be black. I don't want to. I'm really mindful of the engagement that I have with other people. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not looking at them, how do you know if you're actually being engaged with the people to protect you? I don't know. I'm I'm choosing the path of self-preservation, right? Because people so you, be acting crazy. So you, you're so. just relying on just 
you're just relying on yourself, right? To just mm-hmm. hopefully things fall into place and you're like get to where safe. I need to be safely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I liked that activity because one, it, it challenged me on something that I was very weak on because mm-hmm. I was really great at public speaking, but I never really connected in the eyes. And mm-hmm. when I did that, I was getting different responses from the audience for okay. our scenes. They were feeling my emotion. Like I can be vindictive or whatever with my words but something wasn't getting through to them mm-hmm. so then I tried this eye thing but I got like a little shy like you know um, but it helped me do the very thing that I thought because sometimes when I look at people's eyes I get distracted so I thought okay let me just be in my own, my own <laughs> like, space I think I'm staring at them but then I realized when I hold my eye contact they're the ones who actually move their eyes away yeah. if I kept it longer then I would learn that but I kept dodging my eyes and then they would dodge their eyes so then we always miss each other mm-hmm. um, so I'm glad you brought up police brutality because um, there's a study that my dean did uh, dean of design mm-hmm. um, she has this project where she takes a material that, that is de- defined by how many years you've been with a person um, it's something that you know Europeans do so like I think one is wood, two is plastic, three all the way up to a hundred. So there's a specific oh, material. Okay, yes, yes, yes. They do it for rings, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like anniversaries or something. It's like paper or something random like that. Right. So she took a study from um, she lives in or she used to live in Chicago. She worked with the Chicago Police Department and took this research study that proved people who. Oh, how do I say this uh, conjunction? So people who, oh, so people who knew each other mm-hmm. had longer eye contact than the people that they didn't know. Okay. Second test was they would put two black people together. They would hold eye contact much longer than a white and a black or an Asian and a black, but no, no one knew each other. So okay. what, they, what they tried to control for was uh, familiarity by relationship mm-hmm. versus familiarity by race and obviously it's a study and you can't make generalizations but they they made the conjecture that you are more likely to pinpoint your perpetrator if they looked like you hmm. so what she did was she took couples married couples all different genders and um, sexualities and using the same machine that monitored how long you stared at someone, she wanted their eyes just to look around, right? Just look around, and the eye tracking machine would use a laser to follow where your eyes are. I think they use, a, use them at um, optometrists. Mm-hmm. And then she would take this, uh, so the, the laser trace would be 2D, right? Just flat paper. Mm-hmm. And then she would convert it into a 3D object, which... Now you get into design. I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And she would, <laughs> she would use the material that um, represented the number of years. Uh, and then what you get is this special object that is not duplicated between any other couple. Mm-hmm. Because your eye gaze, she was trying to equate it to love. Okay. Um, just something at least. Um, she's trying to prove that your eye gaze with a partner is never going to be duplicated between you and someone else. Oh, I was 
wondering where you were going with this. Sorry, that was, a, that was, was like, a long walk. Wood in the plastic. <clears throat> Help me understand. Okay. But just those two things, like using something to prove love and then using something where, you know, we're in a, such a harsh time right now and it's a constant battle between you got to watch out for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like who's going to watch out for me? Obviously, America's not. Um, but that study, it, it just... It's just strange how, yeah, the very thing that we're trying to watch out for, we're not even looking them in the eyes. Mm -hmm. So, and we're getting killed before we can even look them in the eyes. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. Yeah, so, Um. um, I mean, we're... Yeah, no, I want to go back to what you were saying with, you were like, people actually love doing their job. Yeah. Why? why Or they find what they love, and it might not be their job, like what they're actually doing. Right. I thought you've done that already. Like, through the many years we've talked, since I met you, I thought you were, at least when I met you. When you, let's see, when did we meet? What was I doing when we met? You were the assistant director at Res Life. Uh, I liked what I was doing. But you didn't love. No. Okay. No. I have not had a role that I have loved. Okay. So. Um, I really liked doing when I left Res Life and I was doing the HR bit for that year and a half, a little more than a year and a half. Mm. I I loved that. It was hard. It was stressful. Oh, so you actually did love it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um... Because it was something new. I got to create something from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see, like, I could see the gains. Mm. You know what I mean? I could see, like, from when we posted something to when the person started and the gratitude that they had for being able to, like, get a job, be entrusted oh, to do I something. I telling me really cool stories during that time. Just, like, especially getting to know the maintenance staff. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there's just a, a different level of gratitude that people had. And, like, a willingness to do good work. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to do good work. And maybe this wasn't the end of their like end of their, their whole career. They wanted to be, you know, a facilities person or whatever the case may be. Um, and it probably wasn't at the institution where, you know, where they wanted to stay forever. But they were, they felt like they were contributing and doing meaningful work. Mm-hmm. And they were grateful when people, like, showed up for them or advocated for mm-hmm. them. Or, like, knew their name. Like, like... Things that may seem simple, but are really meaningful for other people. Mm-hmm. And I loved being able to support folks in that way and to see them like either like get a promotion or like get some confidence and like ask for a raise or yeah. ask for a schedule change if what, you know their schedule wasn't working. I, I enjoyed that because I could see the gains and it was working with a different population of people who were not, um, they weren't they didn't have come with a sense of entitlement. Like it was, it was really a gratitude filled space. So yeah. I still keep wondering why I left that. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. I can, I, I'm very meta. So I like, even when I'm like, um, with students and we're like facilitating conversation, I always like to say like, what I'm seeing okay because I want to make sure it's like matching what you're feeling mm-hmm. but the energy I'm feeling from what you described from that short time in your temp job is the same energy that I got when you're like but how can like people do what they love and you just answered yourself yeah 
that's what I love. I don't know why I, I know why I left. I know exactly why I left. Um, I was, oh, I'm admitting this out loud, although I already know it to be true. Like I left because the money was going to be better doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. It, the money was going to be better. Um, I have a thing in my phone and I don't know if I ever end up posting it or not, but I always thought that, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily think this is untrue fully, but like when people are like, um, hold on, what, are, what exactly am I trying to say? I always thought people who were like, I, money doesn't matter. Money's not important. Always the people who came from money or had money or like made a lot of money. And I'm like, of course you gonna like, of course you're gonna say that because you already got it. Like you can't see like outside of like what's right in front of you right here. So like you have the money, so you can be like, it's not important. It's about happiness. I'm like, well, you already have it, so you like I, I can't Wait, fully take what, into it. Well, what makes you think they have <clears throat> happiness through the money? No, I don't think that they have happiness oh, okay. through the money. No, no, no. But you're saying they already have it. So they have the money. So I, for me, in my mind, it was difficult for me to connect with people who were like, well, it's not all about the money. But I'm like, well, you already have it. So it's, it's hard for me to like negotiate in my mind, like you saying money doesn't matter when you already have the money. Mm-hmm. Like let you be on a, in a dire situation or something like that when you don't have the money. And then we'll see how this conversation plays out. Um, and then I started to think about people who may not have like, the six figure salary or whatever the case may be and are are living their life and doing their thing and at least uh, like giving off an energy of happiness or um, contentment or like I'm good like this is where I am and I'm good and I'm like I'm happy to be where I am and I'm living my life I'm doing the things that are important whether it's engaging family or the work that I'm doing and I don't have to have you know this X amount of dollars you know in my bank account or be bringing that in every month um, yeah. So there's a, there's a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to find comfort in the people who um, res- uh, perpetuate what I already know and what I already associate to be happiness. Like, that's why I'm chasing after these drag queens who are, they kind of look like, they kind of look like me. They have, they're representing everything that I want. Mm-hmm. That's going to make more sense than the people who, to me, versus the people who love that nine to five. Like, I just don't understand how you can do the same thing every day. Even in my daily schedule, I have to have, like, uh, fires, right? Mm -hmm. And no wonder why my job is to put up fires, but, like, I have to mix up Mm -hmm. the, even within a day, which makes sense because I love doing the nine to five and the five to nine. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what helps me survive I guess but um, even though I don't understand it I get it because they don't get my side mm-hmm. so I just let it go yeah it's like it, yeah. focusing on that energy doesn't do anything for me so I'm just gonna focus on that but also understand that like well I guess I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have you know Joe Schmo doing payroll yeah I was gonna say like and there's a there's a, a mutualness that has to happen like as a person who like I appreciate the structure of working for an organization like I like that um, but I also I have to appreciate the folks who 
don't want to work in that because they bring something to the world. And what no. happens if we neglect it? Or what happens if we actually physically took them out? Yeah. yeah. The organization yeah. would crumble. Neither side can operate without right. the other. Mm-hmm. You know? So I have to be uh, thoughtful around... I have to be, and I want to be thoughtful around that. Not everybody's going to want to do like what I do in terms of the structure and nine to five ish world, mm-hmm. um, because I need folks who are the five to nine or the five to whatever, how many ever other hours there are to create and to spark ideas and to generate feelings for me in a different way. Like I have, like I need that. Like life doesn't make sense with that. Just like even in the art world, like you need the folks who are going to like do the payroll, make sure that you get paid, make sure if you're working with an organization that provides benefits that they do the things that they do in that nine to five world so that you can then focus on your, uh, on the arts piece or the five to nine or whatever that looks like. And possibly actually reach happiness. Mm -hmm. Because when you say all of that, you reach happiness because you just let it be. Mm-hmm. You trust in the process. Yeah. You trust in it's just gonna work out. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, but I I get my situation. So I guess their situation can be possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna focus on. And I'm saying all this because I was hitting a ceiling at my job. I was trying to fight something that was beyond me. I was trying to make something perfect, mm-hmm. and you can't make it perfect. And it's so weird. I remember at my chair meeting, I was telling folks, I need to leave so you can grow as an organization. I literally said that to them at the end of my like journey. I just felt it was my, I just wanted to let them know what I was thinking because I can be in my head a lot mm-hmm. and do all these actions. <laughs> and when I delivered the fact that I was struggling this semester, and I even released that information to some folks one-on-one. No, no one noticed a damn thing. They said, you, you just look the same. And I was going through this, like, mm-hmm. emotional turmoil. And I said, okay, I have to leave. I was hitting a wall. And I, weirdly enough, me leaving was going to fix myself. And it was going to fix them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I won't be able to, like, really know if yeah. that happens. But I actually trust that it happens because I know organizational development theory like what when does an organization go through change it's when a leader steps in turmoil happens and then things level off and then they get too comfortable and then turmoil happens again Mm -hmm. and they're like we need to look for a new president that president either gets kicked out they resign or whatever someone comes in and we keep saying you gotta you know observe for a year before you make change it happens whether or not that president, if the president says, you know, I'm not going to, I'm just going to observe and just let things go, things are still going to change. Mm-hmm. And if the president says, I'm going to fuck things up, things are going to change. Mm-hmm. So then me, I just think, okay, I don't need to worry about things. I don't have to fight so hard to make things perfect because all the decisions I make ends up making it perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I find that comforting yeah. in so many ways. So I'm kind of like, it doesn't make my bad decisions feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, 
when I was fighting that wall, I was bringing myself down because I was only focusing on the negativity. Mm-hmm. And I actually probably could have stayed longer if I was just celebrating my accomplishments, celebrate and perpetuating that, mm-hmm. right? Because it was achieve, check, achieve, check, and mm-hmm. then the achievement list actually becomes a depletion list, mm-hmm. not a growing list. Mm-hmm. And you do the opposite of what you think you're doing because you think you're promoting it one way, but no, it's doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. And it happens almost all the time. So. <laughs> so thanks for coming with us on that All right. We I feel like we need to take a places. mental break. Did we go to 37 places? I was in one place. But anyways, we wow. are going to take a break. I'm going to your right into um, our Ask a Boss. We're going to take a quick break from the inbox uh, and just do some kind of fun, light questions since our topic was a little bit heavy and kind of deep. Um, So I've got two, one question that has like a few parts and then another question, like a series of questions that are quite short. So this one is a would you rather, okay? Would you rather, so there's four parts, there's A, B, C, D. A, have free groceries for one year, B, free gasoline for two years, C, a paid vacation and $15,000 cash, or D, bills paid for eight months? I like how that that question is structured. Okay, so um, free groceries for a year. I should have wrote this down. <laughs> yeah. Free groceries for a year, mm-hmm. free gas for your car for two years, a paid vacation and $15,000 cash, or bills paid for eight months. Okay. Um, the second one about gas, I eliminated right away because I don't have a car. Fair. Uh, I would choose vacation and $15,000 because what I would do is put some of the $15,000 away, invest it, get it to make me m- more money forever, and then just travel. And then I have money to do more travel or whatever my heart desires. Yeah. I'm between the paid vacation and $15,000 and bills paid for eight months. Um, I'm actually going to do bills paid for eight months. um, Because I'm including like rent in that. So if I... It, so I'm thinking if I take bring home my full the fullness of my paycheck, which I will not disclose because it's nobody's business, then for eight months, then I'm gonna be good. Mm. So wait, yeah. the vacation it was vacation for a year? No, it's just paid vacation and fifteen thousand dollars. So one paid vacation. Oh, so I still gotta work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna have to come back. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'll just Stick with my answer or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If I'm just doing quick math in my head, I'm like, okay, rent and insurance. Okay, I'm going to do the uh, bills paid for eight months. Because, yeah, my pro- I probably could, like, take off. I think I could make work what I just said, if, even if I still have to work. <laughs> somehow. I'll somehow get there. Um, 
And then let's see. So these are these next few are the short answer. Not don't go deep into them. Um, let's see. Uh, let's do this one. What is something that is always in your bag? Um, my moleskin notebook. Um, a bad habit you have. Not letting go. Oh, damn. Okay. This is supposed to be light, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> first thing you do in the morning. Um, uh, go through my uh, schedule for the day, like in my head. Okay. Um, a fear that you have. I thought this was supposed to be. <laughs> I know, but. Spiders. Spiders, you said? Um, and then what are you currently loving on Instagram? Oh, um, the, uh, I don't know, just uh, people sending me funny videos, like uh, through my DM box. Okay. You having people slide in your DMs. <laughs> um, I mean, it I can answer. You some. most of the time. True. I can answer these, but I've already, I've already had like 30 seconds to think about them. You want me to answer them? Sure. Okay. Always in my bag. Um, my phone. Uh, a bad habit I have is, um, I'm trying not to, cause the screen that I have, as I'm looking at with these questions have answers to it. And I was like, Oh, that's me. Um, but they spelled that wrong, so I can't even use that one. I would say getting in my own way. I'm, I'm good at that. Mm. <laughs> Excellent at that bad habit. Um, first thing I do in the morning is um, probably to scroll through to see if I have any notifications on my phone. I wish I didn't do that, but it's the first thing that I do. Um, a fear I have is not being able to uh, provide for myself and my family. Not that I'm the sole like provider in my family, but that's a, a significant fear that I have. Um, and then currently loving on Instagram. Um, I think, uh, people who give like funny, smart ass commentary. Like, I love that. Yeah. I, like I just, and there's a few people that I follow that I'm like, Oh, that also, oh, they don't have anything new right now. Okay. Must be a slow day and smart assery. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are, oh, let me do one more. Ooh. Okay. So which button would you choose? There's six buttons, right? So you can only choose one. And don't be asking all a bunch of questions with these either. So the first button is to lose weight. The second button is to sleep better. The third button is to have more energy. Fourth button is to have less body fat. The fifth bus button is for more muscle. And the sixth button is for more money. So lose weight, sleep better, more energy, less body fat, more muscle, more money. More, um, <laughs> well, it's one of the last two buttons. More muscle, more money. And then what was the one before more muscle? Less body fat. Oh, so I would do more money. Me too. Because <laughs> all the ones you said, except for more muscle, they were like negative things. So I just want to think of 
the, the, the button that I press will be the button that manifests. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking the other things I have a little bit more control over, like losing weight, getting more sleep, but I'm like, I don't always have like the very tangible way mm -hmm. of getting more money. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. And maybe the more money will help me with more muscle if that's what. Right? I was thinking, I was like, maybe then I'll be able to relax on some other things because some of my worries will be less. And then you get more sleep. <laughs> yeah, right? More money, more problems. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Thank you. All right. So I will let you give the spiel about where to send yeah. questions. Remember to send us your games or questions to askboss at head... <laughs> Wait, to headbosspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be right back. are here for head boss and uh head or bitch ass not head bitch <laughs> um so i have several i guess i will go first um there is lots of praise and some people that just need to go away so let's start with the people that Actually, I just have good stuff. Okay, so <laughs> um, I want to. I this. It's been a while, but I want to give a, a head boss and a future head boss to Alexandria Cortez, who is the first and youngest woman of color. She is Puerto Rican, I believe, to um, win the New York primary, specifically for the Bronx. Um, she is now a contender for being um, uh, in Congress. Uh, we still have another election to go through, but she won the primary for the Democratic side in um, New York. And just really proud because I went to school with this girl. Like, I know her. Oh. Like, we had a ton of classes together. She was just one of those girls where, like, this person is going to do big things. I just didn't think it was going to happen so soon. Um, no one thought it was going to be like, I mean, girl, you're only, like, 28, 29, and you're, you, bit, you beat this guy who's been the incumbent for years and he's super, super rich because what do you know, money drives politics. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just proud of her. And it's weird that someone who I know is coming up in social media in, I'm all the way in California, no one knew who she was. And now everyone I know knows who she is, which is awesome. So I'm just sending, you know, keeping that positive energy going. Um, and I'm just proud of my school because Boston University is the person who gave you Martin Luther King. And look, look, what do you know? We have our Alex Cortez and a lot of people I graduated from or graduated with are doing great things. Maxine Waters um, for taking a stance. And I think so, uh, she knows that because she's in the political sphere, she, has, she can only say certain things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, slowly more and more, she's like, saying, I don't give a fuck, I'm just gonna say what's on my mind. So shortly after the um, um, uh, oh, right, she was giving a speech and shortly after just more of these shootings um, on black people, um, she went on the stage and just 
screamed, if you shoot me, you better shoot straight. She was like, shoot me, shoot me. Um, there's nothing like a wounded animal um, as she just kind of wanted to threat, threaten the, basically the thing that is threatening us and just say, go for it because we, there's so, the people are still going to come after you, right? So you can take us down, but you can't kill our spirit, which I loved what she said. Um, uh, keeping down the list, uh, Michelle Bouteau. I don't know if you know her, Shamina, but she's a comedian, 40-year-old uh, uh, Black woman who just is slowly rising in the, the comedian stream. She it has that personality where I'm like, I want to be your best friend, so you're my best friend in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite bit that she has that keeps coming up in all her platforms is uh, she's realizing that, yes, 30 is about like, okay, figuring out me. 40 is about comfort. She's like, I'm not sacrificing anything for my comfortability. It's not that serious. She wants to be comfortable. So she has some good jokes about that. Um, and then lastly, London Breed, who's the first black mayor uh, in San Francisco. Um, and just want to praise her for that. And I think she can really help us with this homelessness issue because I still think we had a mayor who was very distant from that issue and probably still wanted to please the white man and the white people and the money, or maybe just was stayed too neutral on a lot of points and didn't really get us anywhere. So I think London Breed can help us uh, hopefully solve some issues that have been um, ignored for a while. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then last, actually one more thing. I forgot that I had this. This there is this um, uh, artist who created a doll or a doll series um, uh, that has vitiligo. Have you heard about oh, this? Yeah. 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 So um, I will post the link. Um, but it says artist creates dolls with vitiligo for kids with this rare skin condition. Um, so on the path of being well represented, there are these dolls. They have different, you know, different ethnicities. Uh, well. Uh, actually, uh, I'm different, um, I guess, personalities and appearances in cultures. So some are African in African garb. Some are just in, you know, modern clothing, kids clothing, very diverse, um, all different hairstyles. And uh, there are these Instagram photos of uh, women comparing themselves to which doll they find themselves in, mm. um, which is really cute. So the art, the artist's name is... Um, K Black, um, and the company is K Customs, K A Y. So shout out to her. Here for it. No bitches, just <laughs> so I'm good. Okay. Um, I have a. I will call him a boss. So the story goes: I was reading, and I'll make sure that Paul, you have the link to this. Um. It's on AJ Plus. I don't know what the hell that stands for on the internet. Whatever. It was on Facebook. Um, the caption of this is, this is what it looks like to be a black business owner in a gentrifying San Francisco neighborhood. Racist graffiti and calls to the police for unlocking your own store. So there was a store that recently opened in, I want to say it's the Mission. I can't see the names of the, the, the picture of the, the cross streets in San Francisco. Um, but it's a black gentleman who recently opened a... Um, it almost just looks like a storefront, but it might be like one of those, like not full brick and mortar, but kind of, it's not pop-up by any means, but let's just call it a storefront selling gourmet lemonade. Um, 
and uh, I'll shout out the name in a second when it's Gourmanade. Uh, we'll uh, tag it on uh, Inst- our Instagram. But so he sells gourmet lemonade, and there are two instances like just before, I think within a few days of opening the lemonade stand, which is quite recent. Um, someone wrote monkey juice on the outside of uh, the, like graffitied it on the uh, side of the building. Um, and then the second one is there was a, a day when the owner, black male, um, can't be more than like 30 to be honest, um, was going to open his shop and make sure that the security system was set up. Mm-hmm. And by the time he turns around, he turns around to four police, and this is in broad daylight, um, cause he shows a video kind of at the end of it. Um, four police cars show up to, I don't know what the hell they were doing. Um, and he could say, he says he saw one with one of the officers with the, his hand at his gun. Um, it wasn't Al, but it was his hand at his gun. Like he was gonna, like he was preparing to do something mm-hmm. and they were asking him like, well, can you prove that, you know, like, what are you doing? Can you prove that this is your store? And the guy's like, yeah, I can prove it. Here's my key and watch me open and close and uh, unlock the door and lock the door again. Um, and it's apparently one of the, the neighbors, I don't know if it's a neighboring business or a neighboring like resident called the police because they thought that he was breaking into the store. Um, and I say boss because this guy has, uh, this video came out the other day and this guy's been kind of making the rounds in terms of social media and social commentary um, and then local news as well. Uh, and I just really appreciate that he hasn't been fully jaded by this and understands, unfortunately, that the dynamic of um, existing while Black. Um, and people continue to think that the Bay Area is exempt from that. And I'm like, this would be like the third time that I can recall in the very recent past, there was the barbecue Betty, there's the water Wendy, I'm not quite sure what her name is, when she uh, threatened to call the police on the little girl that was selling water. Um, near the ballpark and then this one people are this guy who owns the business and he doesn't have to show anybody his license um, is basically having the cops called on him for going to work and opening his business Uh Um, so I just shout out to him for being strong and doing something that is um, a little bit out of the mainstream of like selling gourmet lemonade as a black person like you would normally think that so I love that idea. I'm always here for a little bit of bougie lemonade. Um, so, what makes gourmet lemonade gourmet lemonade? I don't know. Um, maybe the, where the lemons are from, or maybe it's all organic. Let's see, local and organic, organically sourced ingredients. Um, it's on the uh, on Valencia Street in the Mission. So, oh, so it's close to me. We were totally close to it the other day. Hmm. Like really close to it. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, so check out Gourmetade, um, the San Francisco Gourmet Lemonade Kiosk is how it's described on their Instagram. So, okay. um, but yeah, just shout out to him for staying strong. I, I really appreciated the emotion while difficult that he's displayed in the video. Um, just talking about his family and the son. And unfortunately, this is not a new situation for him, but he is not giving up and, and doing some positive things back in the community. So, um, shout out to him. And then, let's see, do I have any other bosses? I don't know that I have any other bosses at present. So, wow, was it really just the one? That was unusual. That's the first, yeah. I know, I'm like, I'm confused. I had way more than you. I, 
let's just end it before I start to talk again. <laughs> so that ends our episode for the week. Please catch us on all our social media platforms or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We want to interact with you on those platforms. So tell us how we're doing, ask us questions, uh, or just have a conversation. Remember to listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. And if you have a Google phone, we're also on a new platform called Google Podcasts. Not sure where that application appears, but it probably will appear for pretty much anyone with a Gmail address. And then we want to also hear questions, thoughts, concerns, games at our email, which is headbosspodcast at gmail.com. We will be back in a couple weeks. Thanks for playing. Bye. Bye.